Welcome to the Mum Break Podcast, a place where you can feel normal, get helpful information, and laugh your ass off, hopefully without peeing your pants. I'm your host, Erica, and I have two kiddos. I am not a mom expert, but I do have a zillion hours of therapy under my belt and no filter. I'm on my own journey to find happiness, and I want to help you on the way to yours. Oh man, guys, today is one of the topics that you guys have asked that I cover for so long, and that is all about what it's like to be juggling and balancing being a working mom and how to not feel guilty and shitty about it. So I have the best guest to talk about this. It is CEO and co-founder of Wander Beauty, Divya Gugnani. She is a serial entrepreneur. She's a graduate of Harvard Business School. She had two under two when starting this business. She's been a venture capitalist. She is just all around badass, crazy, amazing, wonderful, and inspirational. I'm super excited to talk with her. I think that this will help out a lot of women because I know that myself included, it's really difficult to not feel guilty and to feel confident in chasing your own goals and dreams as women and as mothers. And I think she's the perfect person to talk to about this. But before I jump into that, I just want to remind you guys that I did create my new digital house online at digital.mumbreak.ca. Now I did this because I listened to you. I listened to what we needed and what we needed was simplicity. We needed to make our lives easier, less clunky, And so I put all of the tools and resources that helps you guys and I've created for you at digital.mumbreak.ca. So go there and check them out. Now onto the interview with Divya. We just jumped right in here. We were talking about how her and her co-founder Lindsay met at a party. And honestly, we were having such a good conversation that I just click record. So here we go. We are jumping right in. She's come over to my house. Like we'll hang out. We'll chat. I've been like thinking about all the stuff, and she's like, "Oh, that would be really interesting." I've been thinking about what I want to do, and like legit, we sat on my couch and hatched the idea of a wander. And now my daughter's turning six, so it's just crazy for us. That's insane. That that just it's karma. And you know what? You're so lucky because finding a business partner who actually works together is so rare. How often does that happen? I think business partners fail more than they succeed in the way that you guys have. You, I will tell you the most important thing to making a partnership last is to have completely different skill sets and completely different areas of like reference. So like when two people, I I hate investing in companies where they're co-CEOs. If I hear there's a co-CEO, I don't put my money because two people trying to run a ship, it doesn't work. Like you need one CEO and you need one person who does X and another person who does Y. The person who does X has to be really good at X. The person who does Y has to be really good at Y. And they can't question each other's judgment. We have complete trust for each other. And she does her thing. I do my thing. And we talk every day. And it's been like that for years. Wow. That's, oh, I'm so envious. That's amazing. Um, I would love to just jump right into it. Yeah, let's if you're do okay it. with that. <laughs> Maybe you can just tell people a little bit about yourself. Your background is just incredible. So I'll let you, I'll I'll fill in the blanks and brag where you don't feel like bragging. (laughs) I'd love to hear more about you. I am what I call an accidental entrepreneur. So like, you know, that kid on the street who sells lemonade and like is so pushy and aggressive and like knows how to make a dollar and like knows how to turn a penny into a dollar. Like I was never that child. 
I was the introverted book reading. I wanted encyclopedias for my birthday. I told my parents <laughs> they should buy me encyclopedias because I just wanted to read the encyclopedia. I was a loser. So, you know, I played sports. I think that I, I will tell you there was a pattern that I have seen having invested in over 60 plus companies at this point that a lot of the CEOs that I've backed have been incredibly successful were athletes and had a really strong sense of team and camaraderie and team sports. So um, my background, born in Springfield, Illinois, grew up in Long Island, New York, started my career in investment banking at Goldman Sachs. I used to wear it like a badge on my jacket that I dream. It's the goal, right? Like that's the gold star. I worked at Goldman Sachs. I'm so happy to be here. I'm never going to sleep. I'm going to sleep under my desk. I had one jacket that was like put on the ground that I would lay on and then have another winter jacket that I would like use as a blanket. Maybe a third winter jacket that would be a pillow. So (laughs) I, or a sweatshirt would serve that purpose. But I used to wear it as a badge that I worked so hard and I was so goal oriented and results driven that I didn't sleep. And now I look back at that and I think it's stupidity. I think it's really, it took me so many years to realize that I'm a better entrepreneur, CEO, because now I have a much better sense of what's important in life and I have much better perspective and not sleeping is not a badge and not something to be excited and proud of. So fast forward, career investment banking, worked in private equity, worked in venture capital, invested in companies. So had the opportunity to put money into companies, help them grow, help them build, help them sell, learned a lot from doing that. Then took a leap over to the dark side and became an entrepreneur myself. I've now done it four times over. I'm now co-founder and CEO of Wander Beauty. Wander Beauty will soon be five years old. I'm very excited about it. Um, And this has just been my most epic entrepreneurial journey and the one that I'm totally most passionate about. And I, I hate to say that because they're all four kids and they're four companies and they're all my babies, but this has really been amazing for me. And I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. And I think that all of my learnings were culminated in creating this business. Now, you, I mean, that's so much, right? Like you've done <laughs> so much. You also skipped over the fact that you went to Harvard and Cornell and like have this Incredible acumen. The H bomb. Those people who dropped the H bomb. I run away from them. I've never. So funny fact. I've never hired anyone who went to Harvard, and I think it's just a personal thing. I think that I grew up. My parent. My dad went to school in the Midwest. Um, My parents are originally from India, and I think there's something about humility, modesty, things like that that you learn, and it kind of sticks with you. And so when I went to Harvard, I felt a little bit. Um, different than most people there because I think that so many people wear that as like, you know, a badge of honor or something super like to be proud of. And I think that's great, but I found that a lot of stereotypical personalities come out of the institution. Like I'm better than everyone else. I'm mm, smarter. Yeah. And that's a hundred percent the antithesis of what I'm trying to build in the companies that I'm creating. So it's not what no, I'm in line with my ethos in life. And I can see that because the brands that you've built too, very much, they're inclusive and About they're community. welcoming and they're for, not necessarily for like the everyday person, but they are from the perspective of I'm a mom at home with young kids and your brand perfectly aligns with my, my life point in life, right? Listen, I throw out garbage. So let's just like, let's <laughs> Like I throw out garbage, I throw out garbage in our office when we first moved. So we started the brand literally in my apartment. Then we got, we had nine people there working out of my apartment, which my husband now deserves, like he's a saint. 
He's officially oh gosh, yeah. saint for having nine employees there all day. And ha- every time he would open a cabinet, like products would just fall out on his face. Like, <laughs> it hit him in the nose, that hit him in the eye. He would like open a closet, stuff would start piling out at him. It was just hysterical. And then I rented the apartment diagonal across from my apartment in Manhattan. And we busted out of there. And then we moved to an office space, which we're busting out of now. And we've been there two years. And it's so fun to see the progression and the growth. But as we grew, like at one point, like we didn't have a cleaning service for the office. I was cleaning the office at night. Like, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that you, and you have to be willing to do everything. I think as an entrepreneur, if you really want to own and grow a business that you majority own, but you don't just line up a lot of investors and have them raise a lot of money and pour a lot of money at the problem. This was a mostly bootstrapped business in the early days. And in those early days, you had two young kids yes. as well. Oh, so yeah. I would love to talk about that because so my, so my audience is a lot of moms with young kids who really feel passionate about wanting to go towards their goals and their careers, but then they feel this overwhelming sense of guilt and shame for wanting to do something for themselves and not wanting to, like myself, for instance, if I could be the working parent, my husband could be the stay-at-home dad, that would be my dream scenario. Like you I want out. Both, baby. <laughs> you and me both. We should get them together and have them have a talk. We should we should brainwash them first and then put them together and convince yeah, them that's it. a good idea. <laughs> I think it's great. It's perfect. But but there's that sense of shame around it, right? Like, is there something wrong with me because no. I feel as though I should be working? So how have you managed with you know two young kids, multiple business ventures? really being active in your businesses as well. What are your tips and secrets? So I think that I'm very intense in what I do and I have, I'm very goal oriented and I feel like I work very hard. I also play very hard and I'm mom very hard. I mom so hard. I literally use that phrase. And so when I'm engaged with being a mom, like I am a mom, like I am like my current situation is I'm trying to get my daughter to learn how to ride a bicycle. So raising kids in Manhattan, like for what it's worth, there was a lot of upsides and downsides. So the upside was I work a lot and I have long hours. I'm in the office and I travel a ton, but I'm 17 minutes door to door away in a subway from getting home. So if I have to pop home to get something or do something or be somewhere, like I can do it. And I can also maximize my time at the office because I'm not doing an hour commute to the suburbs or something like that. So Mm. I kind of set up my life in blocks. There are blocks where I'm working and when I'm working, I'm 100% engaged in working. I'm present with my team. I'm not on my phone. I'm not texting my kids. I'm not chatting with them. Like I'm just working, right? My son sends me emails, which is, he's just discovered how to do that. It's, I don't know if I should be happy about it or terribly upset. Um, but so good. I love that. I'm so proud. He can like, email, he emails you to get a hold of you. First he discovered how to call me and then that became like a blessing and a curse. And now he knows how to email. So it's like a whole different thing. Wait, so, how old is he? He's, he's eight. He's 78 next week. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. So, so I feel like when I'm working, I'm working intently and intensely and I make sure that things on the child front are taken care of. So either my kids are in school, which is great, or they're at home and I have a caretaker. And then also my mother-in-law became a widow a few years ago, unfortunately, but the silver lining in that is that she moved into our apartment building. So she now checks in on my kids after school and make sure the homework's getting done. So I don't believe that you can do it all. I really don't. I I always say this, like, I just don't believe. And then I don't know who does it all. I certainly don't. And then I don't think you can do it all without infrastructure and without help. We grow up 
and we're born and we're dependent. We're dependent on someone else giving us a bottle or a breast to get fed, okay? Then we become 18 and become fiercely independent. And then when you grow up, you learn that there's a next phase of your life, which I call interdependence. And that's where I'm at in my life. My life is interdependent. I depend on my spouse. I depend on my children. I depend on my mother-in-law. I depend on my caretaker, my team. There are various times where I have to lean in and lean on various people to make my life function. And they lean on me. Likewise, and that's a rotating system. So I believe in interdependence. I believe interdependence is the key to being a good mom. You have to realize that you can't do it all and you have to do what you can do when you can and really celebrate those moments. So celebrate the victories and acknowledge the losses um, too and learn from them and grow from them. No, I, I love that so much. And I wish so badly that people like you in your position where you're, you are in a prominent position where you have people looking up to and following you had said this message more to people because I think it was, maybe it was Jessica Alba, but, or somebody when they were in an interview, they said, how do you do it all? You're so impressive. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I just make the time. Like, no, you have nannies, you have a cleaning staff, like you have people doing, don't set it up so that women, no, but like you, you recognize that you need a community. Yeah. No. The moment does. And, and, and the reality is like, what's so fascinating. So I'm in the quarantines, like I have zero help. So I have no mother-in-law because she's not staying quarantined with us because mm-hmm. she's elderly and we didn't want our kids to potentially yep. expose her. So I'm here with my husband and my two children. There's no housekeeper. There's no nanny. There's no dishwasher. That's me. Um, <laughs> laundry is being done by me. Bathrooms are being cleaned by me. Company briefs are being written by me. So like I'm running a business and have two children at home and my husband's here and we're just doing it. We're just doing it every day. And some days are great and we're doing a great job and other days we're doing a shit job. Sorry about that. But that's just what we're doing. And that's just, we know it. Right. So we like, we try and make every day a good day. And you know, it's so interesting. Our children have learned to be so independent Part of, I think, being a career mom is that you foster an independence in your child that you normally would not. So because my kids know I have conference calls and I have to work. So funny thing is a a friend of mine came over. She's a stay-at-home mom and I had my daughter and she was just astonished. She's like, I just don't get it. Like she sits there and plays for hours at a time by herself. And I was like, that's because since she's been born, I've been working. And she she knows that I'm on a conference call. Our mom is busy. Like since she was a baby, I would just set her up and she just learned to be on her own. And when her brother would come home from preschool, she'd play with him. And like, you just, you foster these different habits. Like my children help me with the laundry. They help me with dishwashing. Like they have learned to A, be independent on their own and really learn how to, then they get ready themselves. They start showering themselves. They were potty trained early all because I, I really couldn't do it any other way. And so you just become a different parent and that's okay. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, there's no rules that say, Hey, yeah, you spend, you know, slightly less time with your kids and you're teaching them independence. There's something wrong with that. That's not a thing. That's just a societal pressure that people have put on over the years, which is ridiculous. I don't feel bad about it. I will tell you, I actually think it's great that they are so self-sufficient. My son comes home. He's 
he comes home from school, he gets a homework packet on Mondays. He, he would just sit and do his homework because he knew on Monday night I had to check it because I might tra be traveling the rest of the week. So Mondays I'm always in the office and then I travel potentially different times. So he just got trained with like, mom needs to look at my stuff. So I'm going to do it on this day. And it's what works for our family. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but he learned to plan ahead, get organized, communicate with me about school projects and stuff. We were never doing things at the last minute because I can't handle that. I've got too much going on and there are too many moving pieces for me. And I think that they developed this really strong sense of they could do things on their own. And like once he started to learn and do well and learn how to read and learn how to do math he got so excited i spent so much time investing and in teaching him that almost having the second kid was a breeze i hate to say this but he just started teaching her everything i was like this is amazing i'm like i don't have to read to her when i get home you read her a book i was like can you read her a book mommy just got home she used to do a 10 minute call and i'm gonna be right back and like he would just read her a book i was like this is amazing what is happening this is great it's great and it's like you know i need sleep we just talked about sleep early on we were you and i were just talking about how people wear not sleeping as a badge of honor as an entrepreneur it's considered like oh, i'm working so hard i'm grinding so hard like that's not good you need to take care of yourself first you want to be successful at anything in life you want to be a good mother you want to be a good spouse you want to be a good daughter daughter-in-law whatever it may you may you may be you need to Take care of yourself first. Taking care of yourself, there's no mom guilt in being good to yourself. You will be better at every job you do and every responsibility you take on if you take care of yourself. I prioritize me. At 6.30, I go for a bike ride. I am like, make it happen for me. I just make it happen. It's on my calendar. It happens. My husband watches the kids. Like, come hell or high water, I'm out. That bike ride is part mental therapy, part exercise. And if I don't take care of myself, how am I going to live long and take care of these kids? So if I don't, you know, control my weight and deal with my, you know, taking care of my heart and my health and my muscle tone and my bones, these are all things that are important later on. And you have to invest in yourself to be good at everything else you want to do. So let me ask you, do you believe that there is such a thing as balance? I think the balance is all relative. I think you can do everything, but not all at the same time. So I, I do think there is some concept of balance. Like you have to live your life in some sort of balance. Like mental health requires you to have some balance. You can't work and burn yourself out every single day. If you don't have balance, you will burn out and then you will be non-productive in every job that you have and every role you play in society. So balance is important, but I think it's all relative. No. I, I totally agree. And I think people spewing that balance is the way to go or full of, full of shit, to be honest. It's, there's never going to be fully balanced ever. And listen, when I work, so Wonder Beauty, a lot of our formulations, particularly our skincare is made in Korea. We make it in Korea because we feel Korea is at the forefront of innovation in terms of technology and skincare. And if I'm going to create a formula that's, you know, really going to innovate in ingredients, formula, texture, payoff, and every single thing, the packaging, every the delivery system then i have to go there myself and be involved in that process it's like if you want something to come out great you need to be involved in it and when i fly there i fly at night i work the whole day i go straight to the factories and the labs and work for three solid days and i come back and i take the first flight back i don't spend the extra time there i don't get my nails done i don't get tons of facials when i'm traveling there like i would love to do all that but i prioritize coming home and being with my family that's a personal choice i'm not judging anyone else who spends the extra day, good for them. 
I just choose to be back with my kids. And so I work hard when I'm working. And then when I'm home, I'm, you know, I come home on a weekend and I don't touch my phone and I'm really with my children. I'm playing outdoors with them. I'm playing with them. Too many moms, I think, now and i see it so much because i i go to the park in manhattan and now i'm actually out at our house on long island i see so many moms who just kind of like schedule their kids they schedule this pro this activity and that activity and they think they're being such a great mom because they schedule piano lessons and they schedule tennis lessons and they schedule this stuff. i think kids need to build their creativity at a young age if they're going to be successful in their career later on they need independent time where they are non-scheduled, where they explore and they discover and they create. Part of being an entrepreneur is being creative and finding an unmet need and finding an opportunity and seeing something that someone else doesn't see and taking a risk that someone else doesn't take. And so fostering those skills at a young age, I think are important. My kids have a lot of unstructured time. I don't over-schedule them and I really play with them. I actually play, like I play board games with them. I play basketball with them. I, I think playing is so important to being a mother and being a child. And how did that, do you find changed over the years as they've, they've grown, right? Because you started Wonder when they were young, you had two kids under two, like, <laughs> which even just that statement alone, just a survival regardless of Worst year of my life. Let's just let it be known <laughs> that was the worst year of my life. <laughs> And it's good though, because that it's like, yeah, that sucked. That it was freaking hard. I will go back and tell you, I, I laugh about it with my husband. And he's like, every time I tell him I want a third kid, he's like, just remember that year. I was like, yep, yeah, I remember that year. It was, it was horrible. My son, I potty trained him before I had my daughter because I was convinced that that was going to make my life easier. I mean, the kid was peeing all over the house once she came home. From the then hospital. he regressed. Yeah. It was just a disaster, right? It's like I had a two-year-old boy who saw me giving all this attention to his newborn sister. Plus I was launching a business. I mean, it was just, it was just a hot mess. Let's just call it that. <laughs> I survived it. I'm stronger for it. You got through it. And I think that's an important message persevere. though, right? Yeah. Persevere. I, there were many times I wanted to quit. There were many times in this journey, this five-year journey of building Wonder Beauty I kept saying to myself, like, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing it for all the moms out there. I'm doing it for all the multitasking women who are time-starved and on the go, who want fewer, better beauty essentials. They want fuss-free, foolproof, do-it-yourself beauty that's clean, that's non-hormone disrupting, non-toxic, and we deserve it, right? And there was no brand that was speaking to me in that way. And then there are moments where like things go wrong, things go wrong at home. And I was like, I wish I was home more. I wish I was doing a better job. Like my son, I'm going to now overshare, but my son called another kid fat on the bus and the principal called me into school and she reamed me out. And she was just like, this is considered a form of bullying your son. My son apologized to the child. I apologized to the family. Like what he did is wrong. I will say this hands down. My son should never call another child fat. But I kept blaming myself and feeling bad. I was like, did I do something wrong? Did I tell him that, should I, was I saying that word at home? Should, like, is it because I work all the time? Is he acting out? Like, there's a hundred ways to put this on yourself, but you have to realize that like, we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. There are times you want to quit. And it's that light in us and that passion in us that makes us move forward that I have so much passion for creating this brand that like, I can't give up. Even though there are times where you literally feel like you're falling apart and you feel like your home is falling apart and your life is falling apart, you just keep going. 
Oh, that, that it, it speaks to me. It's so hard, especially when you're in those dark places, right? Yeah, it's, it gets dark. It gets dark. Things go wrong. Shipments go wrong. Projects go wrong. Relationships go wrong. Employee situations go wrong. I mean, it's like, and you, you, you doubt yourself and you question yourself and it's hard and you, it's so much easier to throw in the towel and walk away. And you just don't give up because that's what makes us moms. Like we kind of just do it all and we, we go through it and we manage it and we we're stronger for it. We're better for it. And everything, you know, we grow through what we go through. So we literally just grow through it all. If, as long as you're growing and building and learning from it, it's okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Reconnect in 30, a digital love prompt system for partners after children. Now, this is a system that I created after my husband and I had our two kids and we're trying to figure out how to reconnect with one another after, let's just say, a challenging few years with young children. I tested out a whole bunch of different ideas, one of which was a paper copy love prompt journal. I pretty quickly realized that with young children around that was getting turned into a children's coloring book and we would misplace it and lose it. But I still wanted the connection that it made with my husband and I starting to think about why we loved each other in the first place, who we are now as adults with children. So I created a digital love prompt system for partners after children. And what that is, is a daily email system for 30 days reconnect in 30 that each you and your partner both get an email that challenges you to start thinking about the difficult questions that you don't necessarily talk about on a day-to-day basis bringing things back to why you fell in love what you like about each other what challenges each other and you can get that all at reconnect in 30.com it's only 9.99 for the system and you will each get a 30-day digital love prom system it's at reconnect in 30 30.com. So to those moms who are sitting at home thinking, okay, well, I, I don't really love this at home situation. <laughs> I want to, yeah, yeah. That's in the midst of Corona too, eh? It's just like, okay, let's get out and back to the office. They're sitting at home feeling like they want to do more for them. They feel guilty about going to the office. They feel guilty about putting in the work what do you tell those moms? How do you motivate them to know that it's okay for them to pursue their dreams? They don't have to just sit at home if that's what they don't want. I think it's a personal experience. I think everyone needs to sit down for a minute. And I do this all the time. And I refresh this list. I sit down and I write the things that I'm good at. Because everyone needs a little bit of no, no one's giving me praise in this house. I don't know about you, but I'm not getting any praise from anyone. No one's t- giving me a pat on the back for what a great job I'm doing. So I need to give it to myself sometimes. I just sit down with a pen and paper and I say, these are the things that I think I'm doing really well. And then these are the things I think I'm not doing really well, or I think that I'm not good at or weaknesses. And then I just kind of prioritize and was like, this is what I want out of life. What I want out of life is to build this brand. It's very important to me. Coronavirus, no coronavirus, work from home, work from the office. This is important for me. But being in the quarantine has actually recalibrated my thinking about how important my family is for me. And I've learned and thought a lot about how much I travel, how much I'm on the road, how many milestones and minutes I'm missing of these incredible moments of my kids being young. And 
I'm losing some of that. And so this has been an incredible time of reflection for me to realize what's most important for me and what I need to do post quarantine as I live my life with clear intention every day after. And so I've recalibrated my values and my priorities. It's always fair to, you need to have your priority list and you need to make it short. So don't try and get 30 things done. Every day when I go to work, I don't try and list 40 things that need to get done because I'll never get those 40 things done because in the middle of me trying to do those 40 things, I will get 200 emails. I will get interrupted 12 times. People will say, can I have you for a minute? Can I ask you this question? And I will never get anything done. So the reality is that I set a very crisp short list of what I think I can do. And then I feel better about myself because I get those things done. And then I feel that vote of confidence. I feel the perseverance to go ahead and do more because I've accomplished what I know I needed to set out and accomplish. So I don't think anyone has to have guilt. If your mission in life is to do something other than stay home and be with your kids, there's nothing wrong with that. If your mission in life is to stay home and be with your kids, that's fabulous too. You know, my mom did that and it was wonderful for her and I can't imagine her doing it any other way. And I, I having grown up with a stay at home mom, value tremendously how that shaped me. And so I think there's a lot you can do. And I think there's a lot you can do also when your kids are at school where you dip your toe into entrepreneurship or you dip your toe into doing something part-time. Everything is what works for you and your family. And that's all relative, right? It depends a lot about the infrastructure and the support that you have at home and what you think you can achieve. So just be realistic about what you what is a priority to you and then make it happen. And always remember like, your sanity, your well-being, who you are, what you are, that's not negotiable. Like you are you before you are a mother, before you are a spouse, before you are someone's aunt or sister. Like you are you first. And so it feels so selfish, but it's actually so important. It's an important lesson that it literally took me 20 plus years of my life to learn. I always lived in a culture and a society and a family and an upbringing where you value your elders, you respect your elders, you do what your husband says. Like, you know, culturally, that's where I came from. It took so many years to realize that, you know what? I'm kind of really important. And if I'm gonna be good at any of this stuff, I need to prioritize me. No, I, I think that's, it's so true. And it's so easy to say and to realize and recognize that it's important, but actually living it and actioning it on a day-to-day -day basis is, that's the tough part. And no one needs to be perfect when they're doing it in that. Yeah. It's just making the effort, right? hundred percent. And I think that, you know, it's so interesting. My husband has been telling me for so many years, like, he's like, you live an unhealthy life. You travel all the time. You eat unhealthy food. You're working late nights. It's not normal. You shouldn't be emailing people at three o'clock in the morning. Like he's been trying to tell me like, get your life in order. And he's been in positive influence. Like he sleeps on time. He goes to the gym. He has a less stressful life. And like, I admire it. And I feel jealous at the same time, but I'm starting to feel so much better about myself as I'm starting to be more like that. So I want to take a really quick side tip, and I know we hadn't planned to talk about this, but your relationship with your husband in the midst of all this, I know that I struggle with this with mine because we have a similar dynamic. My husband and I, I'm the one that's always working and doesn't stop. And he's a little bit more type B and relaxed and he's okay. Not, you know, we're in the same hustling. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but it's because of that, it does, for me anyways, has elicited some conflict over the years. So right. to the other women out there, how would you suggest or give them recommendations to dealing with a partner who may not understand the vision of what they're trying to go towards? Because that's a, it's a tricky thing to portray. 
and yeah. to, to get on the same page with? I think the most important thing is communication. I am unabashed with my direct feedback and my communication. <laughs> and I think that my husband is actually very good about it with me too. Like, you know, he gets pissed at me and he's very, he's like, you make a mess. He's like, every time you cook in the kitchen, he's like, it's like a war erupted in here. He's oh my like, God, it's us too. I was like, listen, I put everything away. I'm making quesadillas. I put the sour cream away. I put the onions away. I put the garlic. He's like, yeah. And have you looked at the counter? Have you seen what it looks like? <laughs> it's like, it's like, it looks like there was a slime party here. And so I think that feedback is super important. It has to be a two-way street. You have to be able to be tough and listen to it. And I feel like also in building a company, 360 communication, feedback, openness of the culture, sharing vulnerabilities, being open and communicating with people and having people communicate back to you. So I think all of that is very important. Open communication, open lines of communication. When he does something that bothers me, he knows about it right away because I don't hold it in. I think that when you hold it in, and you sweep it under the rug, it festers and it becomes worse and you can't almost deal with it. It reaches a point where you can't deal with it. And I've seen a lot of friends' marriages that they just look the other way and they accept and they accept and they accept. And it's then they fine. Explode. explode. So I don't do that. I'm very open in my communication all the time. I tell him exactly what's bothering me. He tells me exactly what's bothering him. He you know, gets up in the morning and he takes care of the kids and I'm not a morning person and I value him tremendously for the fact that he does that. But then, you know, during the day, do I do 90% of like the housework and all the child, child rearing stuff? I do, but I, I would trade that to not get up in the morning. So, you know, it's a personal choice. You have to find what works for you and what doesn't. I don't think there's any right paradigm. Two people are in a relationship and a marriage. It's what works for them. No judgment on what works for you may not work for me. What works for me may not work for you. And so just own your own reality. I always think about what are the five things that are really important to me? As long as I can get those, I can do a lot of other stuff. And so, you know, we've had this conversation and I'm going to be honest, we've been arguing during quarantine about cooking because I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity for you to learn how to make a meal. Like I can't be the one <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day or cooking at 1130 at night, the meals for the next day. And he's like, well, I know, I know, I know. And I'm like, no, I don't know. Like we're going to, we're putting it on the calendar. And I'm like, tomorrow after the kids go to bed, like we're doing a practice run of breakfast. Like, and you're going to like make it for me and we're going to eat it. And there, it's going to be edible. Tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, we're just going to do this because it has to get done. And so it's just pushing boundaries, pushing people. You know, I have grown and learned so much as an entrepreneur by pushing myself out of my own comfort zone that I feel like I almost push him too much out of his, but I do think a lot of growth comes out of it. And he expects that if you have the open line of communication, right? Yeah. It's, it's like not a new thing. I love that you scheduled cooking time. Like, did you actually put it in your calendar too? Of course I did. Because if yes, I don't put of course. the calendar, I'll be- It doesn't happen in my pajamas, semi watching Netflix, semi answering emails for three hours, and then I'll never get up and it'll never happen. Yeah, I love that. Um, speaking of emails, I would love to talk a little bit about Wander Beauty, your brand, because it's phenomenal what you've done with it. I was like aggressively stalking all things Wander Beauty the last few days, and I'm like, Good. oh my God, I want everything. But it's like, I don't need too much because everything's doing double duty, and I could just put it all in my diaper bag or my knapsack, and then I'm going to look glorious with like three things. It's great. You really, are. really oh, are. You're a wizard. And even so, I know this is jumping ahead a little bit. But you have um, it's like a concealer foundation thing, but yeah. it has a it's a plastic tube, but there's a wand in it. Like, 
what? That's freaking genius. I'll, I'll link this to below guys so you can see it. Cause so like, I would have so never thought of that. So this is what's so fascinating. When <laughs> we're creating a multitasker for Wander Beauty, we have every, like, we're always thinking about the community. So all of our best ideas really come from the community. Like, when we were creating our first liquid foundation, that was the mission, create a liquid foundation. Everyone said, give me coverage and I don't want to feel it. So I wanted to cover everything. Acne, age spot, rosacea, hyperpigmentation. It's got to cover everything. I want it to be weightless. I don't want to feel it on my face. So we created the Nude Illusion Liquid Foundation to be exactly that. We worked with a chemist in Korea. We created an incredible skin-loving formula with sodium hyaluronate and niacinamide, which is a form of vitamin B3, which reduces the appearance of lines and texture and pores and all that. So it's a skin-loving, high-coverage formula. High-covering enough that you can literally use it as concealer. So you can use it as concealer, as a liquid foundation, as body makeup. You buy one tube and it serves many purposes. Yeah, that's insane. You put it in a tube instead of putting in a glass bottle because when people are getting on an airplane or traveling or going from desk to dinner or you know weekend trips, you carry a glass bottle, it smashes with foundation and good luck to you and your clothes. Yeah, because everything gets destroyed in your bag. Disaster. So this concept of having a really lightweight tube allowed it to be women are living their lives in motion in general not as much in the quarantine but living their <laughs> lives in motion they're doing their makeup in the car they're doing their makeup in the uber they're on trains planes and automobiles and that's where their skincare their makeup and their hair care is happening and so we always wanted to be the essentials brand that you came to us for all came to wanderbeauty.com for all things beauty essentials so this is an essential it's a high coverage formula that's very flexible. You can mix it with your moisturizer and create a tinted moisturizer. A lot of versatility in that lightweight tube you take anywhere. And then we built a custom applicator inside a wand so that you could spot correct. So if you didn't want to put it all over your face, which I don't even do, you just use it for your under eye circles. And you can use it for the redness around your nose and you can cover up um, an age spot or a sunspot. So that flexibility and that ability to just take it with you anywhere, that's the wander difference, right? You can buy a high coverage liquid foundation in a glass bottle from many other brands, but you can only buy the Nude Illusion liquid foundation that is so versatile and can go anywhere with you wherever you wander from Wander Beauty. Oh, no, I, I love it. I think it's genius. It's, it's literally almost every single one of your products does double duty. It's like natural, but polished and beautiful at the same time. It's really hard to describe. You guys really need to go check it out, wanderbeauty.com. But in creating the brand, like what was your inspiration behind it? Like, where did this come from? As someone who's coming from Goldman Sachs, working with investment bankers, sleeping under their desks. I sold my last company that I built and I ran to QVC and I spent a lot of time kind of in the beauty space and learning about what really worked in beauty. So I had that opportunity to work with a lot of founders in the beauty space. And I saw that founders that solved problems were very successful. So I kept thinking about my own problems, right? I used to be this girl in college who used to love to do everyone's makeup and do their makeup for their formal, sorority formal. Like I was there with the smoky eye. I was like, it was happening. Eyeliner was on the whole thing. And then I started really taking care of my skin as I started working the crazy hours. Um, and then I really realized that after having two kids within two years, there was no me time. Me time just evaporated and disappeared. And so I said, I need to have fewer things that do more. 
And there was no beauty brand that was doing that. Every beauty brand was telling me I needed 10 steps for my skin, 10 steps for my makeup, 10 steps for my hair. And I had a minute and 30 seconds before I had to leave the house. And so I was like, why can't I find a brand that has multitasking beauty essentials, things that are lip and cheek, things that are double-sided, things that I can carry in my bag and do on the train on the way to work. And so there was no brand. It was just wasn't out there. And so when I met Lindsay at a party, I was telling her, I was like, oh, I have an idea for like, I, I kind of want to do something in beauty. I don't know what it is, but like I had too many one trick wonders and I have too many products. I don't know how to use them. 90% of my beauty products that I used before I had kids, I was not using after I had babies. So I was hey, like, you just throw them out because you're like, these aren't relevant. I'm not, they're not relevant to my life anymore. Yeah. And um, and I'm living my life with so much more intention and I care about clean beauty. I went through two high risk pregnancies. The average woman is taking in five pounds of hormone disrupting toxic chemicals into her skin, which is her largest organ every year and doesn't even know it. And I didn't know it. I was right there with everyone else. And then I did all this research and Lindsay was really passionate about clean beauty and it was 2015 and no one was talking about it. And we said, we're going to create a brand that's free of phthalates, free of mineral, free of synthetic fragrance, free of all of these terrible things. And we're going to give fuss-free, foolproof, do-it-yourself beauty to everyone who wants it. We're going to democratize beauty. We're going to give the best formulations with the best skin loving, clean ingredients and make them multitaskers. So more, you know, you can do more with less. So if you have 20 items in your beauty bag, we're going to give you four. They're going to do what the 20 can do. And so that's why we created the Hidden Glow Brightening Cream. Because in one pump, I get my moisturizer, my brightening cream, which has vitamins A and C and fruit extracts and antioxidants that's going to brighten my skin over time. I get a primer for makeup if I want to put makeup on top. And I get an illuminator, which gives my face a beautiful, natural glow and radiance. So in one pump, I'm doing four things and I'm replacing four products. So our idea always was to do that. Let's save women space in their beauty bags, save them time. So make it all multitasking essentials and save them money because who doesn't want to do that? No, it's the dream. It's so genius. And I, I thank you for coming up with it. That's amazing. It really was like, we really, we leaned into community. Communities help drive this brand. We don't use models. You don't see big campaigns from us. We've never been on a billboard. Like this is a grassroots community driven brand. We are for women by women and that's what works. Oh, amazing. If people want to stalk you and your brand, because I know you have your own, um, your own Instagram as well, but if people want to stalk you and your brand, where can they find you? I'm at D-G-U-G-N-A-N-I. So at D-Gugnani. Um, and that's me on Instagram. And you can message me anytime and follow along in the journey. Um, and then Wander Beauty is at Wander, W-A-N-D-E-R underscore beauty on Instagram. So that's, and if you want to find us to shop, it's wanderbeauty.com. Amazing. So for everyone listening, I'm going to put all of the links to all the different socials in the description below. You guys can go check them out. Honestly, I think that one of the reasons why I was so excited for to talk to you today was because all of your products, every single one of them, I mean, aside from the fact that you have this incredible story and you're a badass who somehow did this with two under two, which is like, oh my God, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> it's like a wizardry of some kind. But all of the products are something that I could picture using and integrating into my everyday life. I, there was not one where I looked at and said, nah, I don't really need that. Like I would use and apply all of them in my everyday life happily Essential. and be excited about it. 
we do the curation for you. It's like, you know, back when I worked in finance and I had that finance paycheck, which was, you know, a long time ago, um, you would go to a net-a-porte because you would say, oh my God, they curated all the best fashion and they did all the work for you. You could buy something like I'm no longer shopping there. But the reality is I'm, you know, hustling entrepreneur. But the reality is that we do that for you. We create essentials like the hit the mist connection, which is a two-in-one toner in essence, all in one spritz. Like everything is multitasking workhorse products where you're going to see real results. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. I so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Okay. I tried to hold us together throughout most of this interview, but honestly, she's just living the dream. She is crushing it in Manhattan with this new business. Well, I guess new business, five-year-old business, Wander Beauty, that she's developed with her co-partner while raising two young children and being a badass entrepreneur. So I'm going to put all the links for Wander Beauty in the description below. What I want to ask from you guys is that if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love, <laughs> love, I would love for a review um, on iTunes or wherever that you're listening to this. Again, I've kind of explained why people ask for this before because I think everyone asks for reviews, but no one really explains why you're just like, let's review things. Um, number one, it pads my ego and makes me feel like what I'm doing is helping you guys and it puts purpose behind the work that I put into this. And number two, if I do try to find ads or sponsors for this to help pay for some of this costs, then it does help to have those pods or reviews to show the brands and businesses that people are enjoying the podcast. So that's why people do it. <laughs> I think it also does help with rewards and things like that, but I'm not quite in that, that realm yet. Maybe one day this could be the baseline for that. It could be the baseline and the foundation for getting me on a podcast award. Okay, let's do that. New goal. 2020. 2020 a write-off? No, 2020 is not a write-off. 2020 goal. Go for a podcast award. I got this. We can do it. May you please leave me a review. Thank you so much. I'm going to go hang out on Instagram at mum.break or guys, guess what? Now I am joining the mom herd and going over to TikTok at mumbreak over there being silly, goofy and having a good time. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening.